You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hello and welcome to the Retro Detroit Nerd Fighters. My name is Ian the Well Informed. And I'm Phil the UB. And I'm Kathy the CSA. Ah, and thank you for listening to our podcast. Um, today we're going to talk about uh, recap about Yomacon, uh, service events, and um, whatever we're uh, whatever else we want to talk about because this is our podcast and um, <laughs> no one can take that from us. Thank you. Um, so. Um, um, Phil, um, 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 like, what questions do you um, want to know from me about? Well, I Yomacon? think I think uh, uh, let's start with what is Yumacon? What is it all about? Um, wh- where is Yumacon? Let's kind of just start with the basics and go from there. Um, Yumacon is a is a huge cut. It's um, located at two buildings: one, the Detroit Renaissance Center, and Marriott, and also Copo Hall. It is a gaming, anime, parody, mystery science theater convention. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember Yumacon. Um, it's been going on for a number of years now, hasn't it? it um, this year was year number 13. I Yeah, and I remember hearing about the inaugural event for Yumacon way, way back um, when it was held up in Troy. And I was... um, It was a lot smaller then. It was a lot smaller then. When it first started off, it was around 1,100 people (laughs) that went to it. But then after that year, they... I'm not sure if the first year or the second year, they... um, moved to um, the Renaissance Center and um, uh, yeah that was the last place that. that I was aware that it had moved to I was not aware that they had uh, they had moved over to Co- to incorporate Cobo Hall as well um, they've been in Cobo Hall for a while they've mm-hmm. been there since like 2011 2012 um, oh yes because um, the people over at um, Yomakan decided that they would um they had the bright idea of bringing a parody group called Team Four Star. And when they did that, which was actually, coincidentally, the first year that I had went to it, they were, every panel that that group brought in um, had a full house. So. Now, I've not heard of Team Four Star. Can you, uh, can you tell me a little bit about them and, you know, what, what did the people come to see? Um, Team Four Star, what they're most known for is making a, a parody series, a parody series called um, Dragon Ball Z Abridged, where they say raunchy um, hey, they're considerably more raunchier than the original Dragon Ball series and um, considerably funnier. Um, so what Yomakon did was hey, other conventions started to bring this team back in like 2007, 2008. But what Yomakon did was bring the entire team, the um, that's a cast of 12 people. They brought them in, paid for their dues, and let them stay for the full weekend. And the rest is a little bit history. <laughs> Ian, how big are the panel rooms at Yomacon compared uh, to the smaller 
venues. Like, and you had a panel with me back in uh, April, May, and those are anywhere between 50 to 200 people. Mm-hmm. Yomacon, anywhere between 50 people to 2,000 people. Holy guacamole. <laughs> That's... Um, the biggest room being in Cobo Hall Grand uh, Ballroom B. <laughs> wow. And I'm sure they have fantastic attendance to all the pictures. Yeah. I heard some like, were full houses. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like the Team Four Star mm-hmm. sold out and then some. So, wow. Uh, nice. So. But Yumacon's more than Team Four Star. What kind of, what, what other things go on there? They have many voice actors like. Um, John St. John, David Eddings. John St. John being the voice of Duke Nukem and Big the Cat from the Sonic series. Uh, David Eddings being the voice of Claptrap from uh, Portal 2. And other voice actors from like Pokemon series and Firefly and just a myriad of people. <laughs> sure sounds like it. Oh. Now, what 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 in particular draw, drew, draws you to Yumacon and you know keeps you coming back for a year? I have a I have a couple personal reasons why. Um, I like to listen to the voice actors and so the uh, should I say more raunchy stuff of the convention and mm-hmm. also uh, the Mystery Science Theater. How and for those who don't know what that is, uh, Mystery Science Theater is. Watching a cheesy movie and then commenting over it to make it be funnier. <laughs> and in some cases, watchable. Yes. <laughs> in some cases, watchable, yes. Like, um, before Star doing Dragon Ball Evolution, the movie. If you've ever seen that, if you have, I'm sorry. If you mm-hmm. have not, thank you. You don't recommend it? <laughs> I don't recommend it. Well, I didn't no. feel like gouging my eyes out, so I, I kind of skipped out on that one. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> that Mystery Science Theater is a lot of fun. I remember when they used to have that on television. Um, they now have it on Netflix. Oh, there and you it, go. And it's a revival series, too, so it's a whole new cast. I think, uh, oh gosh, I don't remember who's all in it. I just remember Patton Oswalt's in it. That kind yes. of perked my ears up. Yeah, for sure, sure. I like it. Pen Sweet. Os- Patton Oswalt, the person who presses the button. I forget the exact name of the character he plays, but yes. <laughs> Well, somebody's got to push the button. It is an important job, so. <laughs> yes. So, um, one of the reasons why I um, love this convention because of, like, the gaming, how they, um, they have gaming from the Atari 2600 up till recent. Uh, they do a lot of tournaments. and Is it all, like, Smash Brothers tournaments, or what kind of tournaments do they have? Um, most of the time, it's more recent games. It's, like, um... Uh, my uh, Final Fantasy and on the top of my head, and it's not true. Um, like Street Fighter Five, um, Street Fighter, uh, Ultra Street Fighter Four, um, uh, Guilty Gear, and those type of fighting games. Oh, okay. When they do those gaming competitions, is that one big screen with a bunch of people, or is it That's, broken off into? 
That's group. That's um, two people competitively playing against each other on a big screen. That's cool. That's what I. That's how I imagine. And everybody else can watch it, and then you rotate depending on who wins. Yeah, into we, the scene. Um, it's in tournament style, so whoever loses. Uh, um, uh, steps down had, and so <laughs> I saw they had Pokemon I saw they had a Pokemon competition it looked like they had it over the course of the whole three days they had the the gaming tournament they have the Pokemon competitions mm-hmm. that I was unaware of ah, <laughs> I saw it on the schedule it's there I saw uh, it they have any uh, legendary Pokemon you could have caught with Pokemon Go or anything like that or more than likely um, seeing how big the convention is and how big uh, Renaissance Center and Kobo is are i wouldn't be surprised i think i caught a voltorb once at uh, renaissance center that's mm. saying something <laughs> <laughs> but i haven't played pokemon go in about a year so who knows what's there now yeah, I, don't, I don't know if anybody who's played it in about a year so <laughs> um, <laughs> it was um, good while it lasted right that was, yeah. a, that was a fun couple weeks <laughs> yeah that was a fun yeah that was a fun few months um <laughs> At least, but I haven't played since November. So yeah, about a year. Sounds about right. About yep. a year. Yeah, um, there was some interesting stuff that I noticed they had at the YomaCon. Though I noticed they had like a Yoma Idol, like an American Idol contest. They've had that every year since I've been there, and I've only been to that one once. It's good. It's good? <laughs> it's, um, it's not my thing. <laughs> ah, I thought that would be interesting. And then I'm sure they have judges um, from the Yomacon, other than it's not the audience who judges. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah they have they have the three, six, ten judges. I don't know what it is, is it now. Is it like the celebrities who come in, like the voiceover characters, or is it just a panel that they put together? That's, not- a, that's a panel that they put together, and it only lasts for like, say, three, four hours, and then the last hour, the judges judge and determine a winner. <laughs> Not not your thing though. You can't tell us who won or I don't even know. Oh, oh. <laughs> There's so much that goes on there. I It really know. looked like there was a lot. It really did. The costume judging. Um, so there's like Yoma Idol, and then um, there's the Masquerade Party, which is judging costumes. Yeah. Did you did you participate? Did you watch that? I did not. Oh! <laughs> I'm gonna guess you spent your time in the gaming competition rooms and. No, I no. um I had a lot of friends that wanted to know more about it, so. I went to this convention since 2009, so I, mm-hmm. I kind of know the lay of the land, and so I give tours to people, oh, nice. <laughs> to, so that people aren't so afraid to go out and um, um, go to that convention because, like anybody with like, I know people who call this um, sensory overload weekend. <laughs> because there's Sounds just like it. so mm-hmm. much. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what percentage of people do you think dress for it? Do the I'd cosplay s- dress? I'd say the majority of them do. Um, <coughs> um, kids and adults alike. Um, kid parents. And going back and forth between the two venues, between the Renaissance Center and Kobo, um, how is that? Do they provide the transportation to well, and from? Hold on. <coughs> Um, 
one of the things that they use is the people mover. Nice. Um, they give nice. um, when you go to register, they have um, uh, people mover passes. They discount it at five dollars a year. So people who come in only pay the five dollars, and then um, they have a choice to go to and from um, a walk from building to building, or use the people mover. Nice. And then there's. There's stuff like Uber and Lyft, but generally most people use the uh, people mover. Yeah, that's that's good. It's always hard to come into a town and get um, acquainted with the public transportation. And yeah, that's a, that was a great idea of a $5 pass. Everybody came. I heard they did food trucks in the, the court across um, Woodward also. I They did. I <laughs> yeah. did not see it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that would have been good. It's, I think it was great, um, knowing that what I know about the Yomacon, not too much about the gaming and all the other stuff. Um, I just think it's great for the city. That was a great weekend. All the people on the People Mover, with go, you know, walking around downtown. The Renaissance Center is just filled these days. I spent a weekend down there this summer and was amazed at all the bridal party and people downtown. It, it was just great to see. Yeah. So back to back to your Comic Con. I just want to say I think it's great that they're doing it in Detroit. They've um, I don't know how long they've been. It's a they've been at Renaissance since like 2008 <laughs> uh, before I even got there. But. Nice. Um, Very nice. Bet you they have to book farther in advance now <laughs> with um, all the other events. And with this event, um, um, I got a room. And what I normally do is if you don't order within the first, I'd say, first week of them saying, hotels are available, they're gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're totally mm-hmm. gone. Because that's how many people want to come to this convention. And that's Uh, not the only thing going on. Like, you know, they have rooms booked um, for other purposes, too. It was a convention that I was down there for. It was for my husband's work convention. Um, So, you know, I'm sure they only have so many rooms available for everybody. They they book... like three or four hotels within the surrounding community. Renson is just one of mm-hmm. them. That what was it, like 21,000 people, I think, attended Yomakan 21, 24,000 people. That's yeah. what they... It's huge. It's, yeah, tens of thousands, not like hundreds, but... <laughs> yeah, that's... that's but still, that's an impressive mm-hmm. number. Yeah, that's a huge influx of people for the weekend. Very, um... One of the biggest um, retail, uh, one of the biggest um, um, uh, um, income-based events in the city, and that convention is um, in the top ten in North America. Period. Wow. <laughs> You're making me want to go next year, Ian. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's kind of. I, I so I think you have to have ha- already had your hotel booked. Is that sounds like it, right? Mm-hmm. You've already yeah. got your room booked. They haven't announced it yet. <laughs> they. I shouldn't say this on air, but um, <laughs> um, they normally um, announce it around. Um, March, April. All right. There you go. There you go. Mark your calendars. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> I'm going to have to work harder on trying to <laughs> order. 
So uh, what what else goes on at uh, Yumicon? We talked about panels and uh, and uh, and the people who come to visit. Um, do any sort of vendors come in and uh, and what do they sell? Um, for vendors, they sell they sell wigs. Um, <laughs> um, like some people had the full costume for Link, but they didn't have the um, like white hair so they go to like a wig shop and order that or they have top hats or if you know about uh street fighter 2 they have the m bison hats they have that they bring in uh retailers like funimation and uh, from like other anime and then there's uh of course game fan art and art and all sorts of other uh things there that kind of escape my um memory for right now come back to that um, well i remember when we went to PenguinCon, they had a lot of souvenirs for sale a lot of people you know did their own handcrafted uh, i remember the one who painted the shoes i know yomakan is is mostly the anime the japanese um influenced cartoon and animated films but at the penguin we went to they had like the star wars painted on the shoes that those were pretty cool um penguin is a little more tight close to home Uh, okay and this tries to give a feel of being more local while so this wasn't as much handcrafted souvenirs. It was. It was less handcrafted, and um, there was some handcrafted, but uh, maybe like four or five out of hey, four or five vendors do like the handcrafted stuff. But mostly, it's games, posters. Out of how many? How many were you going to say? Like four or five out of four to five out of about. Three to four hundred vendors. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's no joke. Right. Um, I, um, my sales pitch for anybody who, um, um, is thinking or, um, has heard me talk about Yomakan. Um, when I go to this convention, I try to give out tours for one reason, and that's because if I don't, I'm going to go into that vendor room and oh. spend anywhere oh. between a thousand to three thousand dollars there <laughs> because. I like everything there. <laughs> you just want to buy all the things, huh? Yes, all the things. What would you get if you could just have unlimited money and access? What would have been the one thing you would have come home with? That- I would have gotten an NES Classic. <laughs> now, did they they had those there, didn't they? They did, but they had SNES and NES Classics. I picked up one SNES Classic. Oh, okay. But the NES Classic that they were selling, this um i didn't want to spend three hundred dollars on it so <laughs> so that was good restraint um, good restraint ian hey good restraint mm-hmm. good restraint pat on the head yes <laughs> well the rumor is that their nintendo might actually make some more of those next year Yay. <laughs> it's just a rumor that I've heard, so who knows. Um, right now, everybody's talking about the SNE Classic, and that's apparently just as hard to get. Um, so how how much was the SNES Classic at Yumicon that you found? Um, they ranged anywhere between 120 and $200. I got one for 120 <laughs> Okay. 
And did you buy it so that you could uh, to display it, or did you actually want to play the games that were? I wanted to play the games that were on it. Okay. I um, yesterday I um, coincidentally went. I went to Panera and <laughs> went to go get a coffee because I wanted Shocker. to go because I wanted to go shopping at Target. And right next to me, there was this uh, like a boyfriend or girlfriend or brother and sister, uh, sister, and I see an SNES Classic in their hand. And so, ten minutes later, after getting my cup of coffee, I go into GameStop and I'm like. Do you have any SNES classics? And they're like, yes. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm grabbing that and saving that for anyone who wants to buy it. <laughs> so Okay. So you got one to play on and one to invest with. Yes. Not a bad strategy. Yeah. And that was $80. So that's the... That's the original price. While the NES Classic was only thirty dollars, the um, the um, sales pitch was thirty games for thirty dollars. So wow, that's the one they wanted three hundred for at the convention. You know, because Nintendo only decided to make a hundred of these, apparently, and like. Or at least that's how it feels, given how hard it was to find oh. last year and continuing this year. Oh. And you know, Nintendo's such great, such great, does such great business that you know we're, we have this thing that many, many people want and can't find. So what are we going to do? We're going to discontinue it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's I, a great business strategy. <laughs> I, I talked to about five different GameStops around this uh, area in this area being Royal Oak. Um, each one of them sold 15 of those NES classics from what I heard. So <laughs> it's a little more than 100, but it's did go <laughs> did well, maybe sell a, off maybe, really quickly. Maybe they only made 1,000, but... Not enough, it doesn't sound that's like That's the anyways. bottom line, yes. It's yeah. like... Nowhere near enough. <laughs> the SNES Classic was considerably easier to find. Not that it was easy. <laughs> Still had to work for it, but... Yeah. <laughs> Just makes so, it better when you get it. Um, what's, what's been your favorite game so far that is on the SNES Classic? What were you most, ex- what were you most interested in replaying? I am... <clears throat> I am interested in replaying Earthbound, but I haven't had time to play on that system <laughs> as of right now. <laughs> but Earthbound is waiting for you when when you're ready. So that's that's the impo- that's the important thing, really. Sometimes the anticipation mm-hmm. is a good thing. Like I know I have Earthbound waiting for me on my Wii U. One of these days, I'm gonna I'm gonna get get beyond the first chapter of that. Uh, I missed Earthbound in the initial wave, and uh, like most people. And never really had a chance to play it. And eventually, I got a was able to get a Nintendo reward that I redeemed for Earthbound, and still really haven't played it. And with Earthbound, yeah, um, the first chapter is kind of amazing. But, um, the whole the um, whole concept, the whole campaign, is under a genre called games as an experience. It's more than just. Um, um, more than just like the typical RPG, and from RPGs, RPGs are role-playing games Thank where you. you get to. 
I knew Could you were you tell by my face? Out. I had no idea what that was. It's no, it is not a god. It's a role playing game where oh. you play as a character, and then you build on how well um, you build on their skills. Kind of like real life, you build on your own skills. So, and you do this by going on quests and beating them. Yeah, oh, super. just like in real just, life. Just there you just go. Like I was in, just like in real life. Yeah, uh, when a dog comes at you, you beat it with a cracked bat, right? Mm-hmm. A dog. <laughs> yeah. And you know, and I go into strange caves, and inside, I found an old man offering me a sword because it's dangerous to go alone. That's actually from Legend of Zelda, oh. but yes, it's oh. dangerous to go alone. Take this. <laughs> Take this wooden sword. I feel a little better now. Yes. Uh, uh, something. Anyways. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, the one thing that um, a lot of the hype that comes from this uh, system, the SNES Classic, is the newly released Star Fox 2, which was never mm. um, put I on the... I heard that. That's really old, isn't it? Um, Star Fox? Um, Star Fox 2 was a game that was never released on the Super Nintendo or the even, SNES. Even though it was more or less finished, as I understand. They just, for reasons, decided not to release it. They, um, from what I remember, they decided not to release it because they were um, going to um, different hardware. They were going to go to the N64 and build on that uh, um Build on that concept with Star Fox 64, which ended up being a really good game and probably one of the staples for that um, franchise. But um, Star Fox 2 was never brought up because of uh, plans for that game. Darn. But now it's on the SNES Classic. And I know when you say darn, <laughs> um, I... Uh, I sympathize with people's sarcasm. So where are we again? <laughs> so how about um, what about that Mario live action playroom though? Last, um, oh, did um, you check that out. You're talking about um, live Mario Party. I have seen. I have seen that briefly. Like they have. Was um, it all Mario's in the room? No, no, no. Um, Isn't Luigi? Is that a name that goes with Mario? Is that like his little buddy or that's something? That's his little brother. Yeah. That's his little brother <laughs> who's taller than him. Don't yes. say I don't know anything and about video cream. games. <laughs> he wears green and blue and Yes. And I oh, dressed yeah, yeah, yeah. up as him and he on has a Saturday. Mansion, yeah. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Luigi's mansion. Yeah. He, oh. It's haunted though. Oh. That's the only problem. Still that's pretty cool though. I'd love to go to a haunt. Okay, sorry, <laughs> off topic. <laughs> No, um, I forget where we. I um, uh, one thing I, my staple default character that I dress up as is Luigi. So, oh, so I, I do have the green that. hat and everything. Nice. I have pictures. I'll show <laughs> them to you. You heard it. We all heard it. Yes. We're expecting pictures. Yes. Um, I wear that costume so much, people go up to me and ask me if I'm staff. Oh. Because I've worn that costume so many times. And you are giving tours, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what were we talking about before, like, Luigi? Before the live Mario oh. room? Yeah. What they do with that is... And I, um, 
was there one time. They bring in uh, Donkey Kong, and oh my gosh, um, you remember um, like the arcade version where um, uh, Donkey Kong comes up into the top left corner of the screen and makes the rails go down. That mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they do that, and so you play as quote unquote Mario or Jumpman to try and rescue the princess. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, that's that's the live action Mario Party <laughs> where I you can not aware of this. Them. This sounds like <laughs> sounds like something I need to see if there's any YouTube video on. Oh yeah, good um, idea. Uh, good luck with that. <laughs> I mean, they bring. Um, I'd say one of Yomakan's weaknesses is that um, it is harder than um, finding an SNES classic (laughs) to find a video for them. You really have to know where to look. (laughs) And this is coming from a person who kind of knows where to look, but not exactly. So you're saying look on the dark – so you're saying look on the dark web. (laughs) No, I'm not. You said that, not me. <laughs> I did say that. So I don't have to go that far. So I'm I, not saying that. <laughs> I can't believe there's not somebody there taking video, putting it out somewhere. It's somewhere, but it's a matter of where to look. Uh, I will. I thought just Yomakan buried there. Do you mean even people who are there, you just know? Uh, people right, who well, are there Ian, take videos. Ian, and this is your job from now on <laughs> to take video for us <laughs> so, so we can find it. Um, do you two know anything about sign language? <laughs> a little bit. A little um, bit from this, your friend Nadia. Um, this means, <laughs> yes, this means no. <laughs> No. <laughs> you know what this means? <laughs> I, I, think really what Ian, I think really what Ian is saying is what happens at Yumacon stays, <laughs> stays at Yumacon. Stays at Yumacon. Got it. They, Got it. They stream a lot. It's just a matter of finding it. One year they, uh, one year they have um, like all the links on the main web page. One year they have their own fan page. Another year they put it on the main page. They have right. no distinct pattern. Um, last year, even, I <laughs> I had probably about 100, 150 pictures taken of me because of my... Co- have you seen one? Have you seen one? No. Only one. Only the two I've taken. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> And the rest this are. This me to think they're on a Russian dating site no. somewhere. <laughs> I, uh, What's that princess's name <laughs> that you were should have saved? Ah, Princess Peach. Although okay. if he's dressed as Luigi, it's Princess Daisy. Thing. That's Mario, Princess Peach. That was a Jeopardy answer this week, Princess Peach. <laughs> That was Mario? Jeez, I didn't know how close I was to a video game answer. (laughs) Yeah, the situation is just peachy, I know. (laughs) Uh, Or Daisy. Daisy, let's get it right. Yeah. All right. I'm not a Daisy fan. (laughs) Oh. But she doesn't have any of her own games. She just, she's kind of a support character in the Mario universe. Oh. Sorry, Daisy. (laughs) Although she does have a – although in Super Mario Run, apparently, if you finish all the remix courses, she becomes playable character. Oh, look at that. Oh, oh 
now, yeah, now she likes Daisy. She, yeah, she is a playable character. Oh, in, yeah, now. <laughs> but I'm just saying, Sorry, she's like, she's done with you. You've already, she's done with you. <laughs> Don't even try to get her back. <laughs> no, she's gone. She, she's gone off with Waluigi at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this like, is... if I can't have Luigi, I'm going to have his bizarre world <laughs> counterpart. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what we do. Uh, uh, yeah, I mm. didn't expect this twist. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're talking about Luigi again. <laughs> no, um, um, what is it? Daisy. She has been playable character, eh, a playable character in like Super Mario Strikers and other like sports games so she but she's more of like a side character than anything she doesn't have any lead roles she's a yeah, very saying. minimal role at, up to this point oh yeah. she's she's no peach <laughs> <laughs> well played yeah. very well played no thank you sir yeah. thank you um all right. What can I ask you? Another question about Yumakan? Yeah. This this would have been my room. I heard there's a board game room. There's a tabletop yes. gaming room, and this year yes. was the 10 year anniversary for it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's it looked like they had a list of like 500 games or something. They said they have everything yeah. from your standard Monopoly and Sorry to uh, sorry, Cards Against not Humanity. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Is that a pretty popular area? Yeah. And last year, not so much. They, um, um, the tabletop gaming room was originally, um, last year took up about, um, took up six rooms in Kobo. <laughs> wow. Uh, this year it was at Rensen and I think they did considerably better this year than last year. It wasn't as much space, but um, I couldn't find a table to wow. play games on because wow. it because people just came from wherever. <laughs> Maybe it's like a wind down thing too. Like you want to do your board games and then be able to go back to your room instead of you know winding down at mm-hmm. Kobo and yeah. then having to come back over. You can yeah, you can wind down with the tabletop gaming, but then there are some games that I'm interested in, like um, exploding kittens. Oh, and, and sure, that's, sure, that's a. <laughs> Exploding Kittens is a game for six and up, so kids can play it. Oh. Are there a lot <laughs> of Not kids? that they should. Not, not that, that they, they should. Not yeah. that they should. Um, <laughs> Cards Against Humanity. Speaking as a father. <laughs> See, um, Cards Against Humanity, Joking Hazard, um, Smash Up, um, um, uh, Extra Large Size Jenga, um, oh, wow. um, Super Fight, and... Other games. Yeah, I hadn't even heard of half fun. of them, to be honest with you. <laughs> I haven't heard half of them either. I, uh, I mean, I, I probably would have just stayed at the Cards Against Humanity table all night. I was trying to get a table there and then, but for that, but there were no tables. <laughs> I bet you that was pretty popular. They, um, they had to have had um, 200 tables there. Um, no, more like a hundred tables, sorry. Um, because, um, a row of four and then 25 rows, so, (laughs) of just a table that looks a lot like the one we're standing on, Ah, I'm not standing on, are you? I am. (laughs) 
Oh. <laughs> it's a little early for me yet. <laughs> so yeah, pretty big room. Um, a lot of games there. I ended up getting a. Um, I ended up donating a game to somebody that um, um, had a mix of two things: one World War Two, and two. Um, boobs so that didn't exactly work (laughs) i ended up (laughs) donating it to somebody i knew because i don't play world war ii games (laughs) i'm not a strategy type person (laughs) it's not finishing that you notice he just just included the world war ii right (sighs) if it had uh, if it had featured blood i would have gotten a little more into it, I would have been on the fence, but no. I didn't know that was a combo deal, <laughs> to be honest with you, till yeah. just now. Not my thing. <laughs> so what else do you want? What else should we know about Yomak? There was um, one panel I kind, uh, kind of find, uh, kind of find funny. Um, went to a panel called Autism. In my video games, um, where someone talked about um, characters within games that look to have autism. Like, um, um, have you ever played, um, like, Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney or Milk Your Saw games? <laughs> yes and yes. Um, so we talked. they talked about characters within those franchises that look like they have um characters with autisms um the names of them escape me right now but there's um i can give you a well, if we're talking metal gear solid otacon comes to mind on they talked about otacon <laughs> and how he um doesn't um talk a whole lot but when he gets um when he gets motivated he's really really meticulous mm-hmm. and is also um energetic about what he likes <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah but i haven't played phoenix right in a couple of many years and haven't played the last couple installments so the characters are starting to get a little fuzzy for me the one character that they talked about on phoenix right was a lady and his um phoenix right right hand lady i get her um his yellow hair phoenix love oh no oh oh phoenix you said phoenix left at least you didn't say phoenix wrong oh that would have been even better or phoenix down (laughs) well that just brings you back to life though (laughs) nice Uh, phil's the winner in that round um, for sure yeah uh phoenix down is a power up within final fantasies if the character goes down in battle you uh use the phoenix down to bring them back up well yeah doesn't work in (laughs) cutscenes doesn't work in cutscenes though apparently yeah um um little spoiler about final fantasy 7 there right exactly exactly uh you know you're only if you haven't played it by now it's only about 20 years late so (laughs) some um let's just say someone in that game uh dies and can't be revived by a phoenix down oh i hate it when that happens it was sad really sad um yeah Sorry, um. Phoenix. <laughs> so Phoenix Wright is an autistic. No, Phoenix oh. Wright himself doesn't have autism. Um, oh. At least uh, hasn't been proven, but um, 
Phoenix Wright series is um, a court, say like a court simulator game where you play you play as Phoenix Wright and he's a prosecuting lawyer. <laughs> oh, okay. He's a defense lawyer, actually, if I remember right. It's a simulation of the Japanese court system, which um, kind of is kind of weird. Um, not a, it's it's uh, got some uh, very distinct uh, differences from the American system. Um, I'm not familiar either, and I hope to God I never am that familiar with it. But it would it is interesting. Then what are the difference? What are the main? The primary difference is there's no jury in a Japanese trial. It's everything's decided by the judge. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> Probably bad. It's it's for the sake of the game. It's not bad. <laughs> And that's coming from a person who's ever played them. So, <laughs> well, but seen quite a bit of content on, it and it's from it's a good simulation. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, to say much more, we have to start talking about fuzzy memories. I know I'll get stuff wrong, and we'll have to talk about Marvel versus Capcom three too. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, he is a character in that as well. He points his finger and says, objection! Oh! <laughs> and that's one of his attacks. <laughs> and Wolverine can take some pretty serious damage from that, from what I hear. Oh. No objection. Um, <laughs> Sustained. Sustained, yes. Not overruled. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, fun times. Um so last, I wanted to talk about um, um, coming in the next month. There's this um, uh, nonprofit entity called uh, Project for Awesome. Um, what they do is um, they're originally um, like part of like YouTube. It's a little bit confusing, but um, like once a year, like second or third week of December, people on YouTube. Um, People who use YouTube put up videos of their favorite uh, favorite charity to um, gain them a little bit more attention, gain a little more exposure to their causes. And um, like last year, I put up uh, three videos talking about um, places like the Neighborhood Garden Coalition, um, Operation Kid Equip, and. Uh, superhero training academy and uh, just to raise awareness give these places a little bit of exposure um one of one of the best things about this um nonprofit is that um like the top 10 or 20 nonprofits get a grant that um pays for a little bit of their services through uh Project for Awesome. Um Nice. And where does Project for Awesome get the money? That's through donations to Project for Awesome? Yeah, they get it through donations through their main site or if you want to get prizes, you can go to um Indiegogo and look for like Project for Awesome or P4A. <laughs> So, I, and what kind of bump do these charities get that that are shown? All the videos are available to view, but only the top ten get the grants. Is that what I'm understanding? Yeah, like they gain a little more exposure. Like one of my good friends put up a video about a nonprofit called the Fistula Foundation, which is for. Uh, uh, in another country that are uh, experiencing uh, like 
um, a physical disability that they can't control. So what? But the treatment is actually quite easy to fix. Okay. So, um, so my friend tried to gain, uh, tried to get them more exposure so that that place could get more money for their costs. So exposure, period, for the um, nonprofit is a good thing. And then how are the top 10 determined? Is that by views? Is that that's, voting? That's determined by voting. And how do you vote for your favorite? A, you click on their video and then there'll be a screen that shows the video and then like to the left or to the right of it, there'll be a like a thumbs up or a like. And so you click on that and and that vote counts toward um, um, toward them the, getting the winner. That grant toward the winner or gaining more exposure. And is it like some of the other um, sites where you can vote every day? Can you, you go can, and vote once a day for your favorite charity? You can vote once, but once. then bring people to that call. It's not every day because it's only two days. Oh, it's only two days, the actual voting. Yeah. And the, the videos are only viewable for t- the two days? You said that's... The videos, the videos on their site are... Um, Viewable for two days. Okay. <laughs> the videos themselves are located on YouTube. Okay. But when you're looking for it all in one place. But if you're looking for the videos to coincide with who you're going to vote for, those links are only available for On the Project for Awesome website. Yeah. And you said that was the second or third week in December? Yeah. that The official date for that is December 15th through 17th. And what... Um, what we um what they do is the first day is just mass upload to the site and then the second day is usually mainly voting with some um upload somewhere in the middle of that <laughs> do you know um previous winners do you have uh um, like for example who won last year one person who won last year was um the nonprofit in charge of the uh, um, Flint. Oh, so when nice. the Flint water nice. crisis happened, they got, I think, like a $10,000 grant. Nice. That'll help. That'll help a little bit, yeah. Um, most of the time, um, places like UNCF or um, a lot of the well-known um, nonprofits get a lot of attention and grants through that. Um that's the only one I remember. And the Project for Awesome, is that um, locally based? No, that's national based. They've they've helped places like Doctors Without Borders and others. So their headquarters? Them. Their headquarters is, I um, don't know exactly, but most of the people working on that project are located in California. And how did you get involved with them, Ian? Um, that's a great question. A little bit of uh, history. Um one of the main like founders of this um charity is um is like one of the founders for Nerdfighteria. His name is um John Green. And um there is this girl, her name was eh, her name is Esther. And um back in two thousand eight, um Esther Earl is her name. Um she she worked with a little bit of Project for Awesome and also another called the Harry Potter Alliance. And 
um, in 2010, she uh, passed away due to cancer. So uh, she would do a lot of advocacy for Project for Awesome, and that's how I kind of got in to know this charity. Wow. Okay. That's yeah. That's sad. Sorry that you lost your friend. Um, it's nice to see that you continue. It's been quite a while you've been involved with. I've tried to help them out here and there. I mean, I've um, the first like. 2012 to 2014, I couldn't, I didn't have enough to do to help them out. But since like 2015, I've been uh, trying to help. I remember you working on your videos last year, Mm -hmm. trying to get it done with all of your other many endeavors. So Flint was a good, good winner, though, I got to say. And just the exposure that these um, organizations get on the site is good for everybody. That's great. Worthwhile effort. Yeah, very, very um, noble what they do. Uh, Is there anything else we want to talk about? Oh, the link to finding Project for Awesome is (laughs) projectforawesome.com. So makes things easy. (laughs) Good, very good. No numbers in there. Um, As always, my name is Ian the Well-Informed. You can find me on Twitter at hashtag Ianform. And if you want to find Kathy, just message me. (laughs) Um, Phil, where can we find you? It's a a secret to all. It's... (laughs) It's it's a secret to all. <laughs> all right. Um, this is the part where I need to somehow text Dave to say I'm done with the podcast. And please cut this editing out. Um, so without further ado, um, thank you for listening. And uh, Thanks for having us, Ian. Thanks it was very me. interesting hearing about your weekend at Yomacon last weekend. It sounds like a sounds like a hoot and a half. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, All yeah. Right. Um, so yes. Um, so yeah, we will see you till next later. time. Till next time. Till next. Till next time.